0: So last time we talked about the Ducks goaltending situation, but what about San Diego's goaltending? Could that potentially get messy? Welcome to Goals Thursday. You're locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Part of Talopin, your team every day. I'm your host, Jason JD Hernandez, covering hockey for well over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder: this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You know, there's also YouTube and Amazon, so check us out on there as well. So, last week. The goals played three games. They actually just exited their all-star break where Lukas Dostal was the star amongst stars. Well, rather, the co-star amongst stars. In case you missed it last time, Lukas Dostal was named co-MVP of the all-star challenge at Laval, Quebec, Canada. And on the last episode of Locked on Ducks, I talked about the goaltending situation in Anaheim. So it does interconnect a little bit. Because this is Gulls Thursday, we're going to focus primarily on Gull's stuff. But I do briefly want to talk about the goaltending situation happening in San Diego before I start talking about the games themselves. So first, here's what's happened in the last week. Lukasz Dostal played lights out at Pachanga Arena in a thrilling victory where Dostal got the treatment as he always does. And saw a plethora of shots against some team. Yeah, some team. And Dostal was brilliant. Dostal was brilliant in that game. So good, in fact, that he was called up the next day. It was literally. The game happened on Friday night. And then the following morning, he got the call up. Primarily because... Anthony Stolarz is going to be out for a little bit. Anthony Stolarz is still day-to-day. Not quite week-to-week, but Stolarz will be out for at least the short term. So in comes Lukash Dostal for the Anaheim Ducks. And in comes Gage Alexander. Yeah, you heard that right. Gage Alexander from the Winnipeg Ice, the star goaltender. He made his debut... We'll get to that in a second, but Gage Alexander was kind of sitting off on the wings, seeing what would happen. So in comes Ole Eriksson Ek to play that game at Bakersfield at Mechanics Bank Arena, and folks, Eriksson Ek got smoked on this game, and unfortunately, it was not all his fault, but it wasn't entirely, like, it wasn't on him, but it wasn't off him either, like, Eriksen Eck was responsible for those goals, a couple of those, he absolutely wants back, but if you're Coach Roy Summer, that's where you have to make a decision, um, Ole Eriksen Eck was supposed to be the number one goaltender for next season, he was supposed to take a step up this season, it hasn't happened, folks, And that's the only concern that I have is Erickson Eck hasn't taken that step up that he was supposed to. This season, he's got a save percentage of 849. That's legit his save percentage right now. 0.849. He's got a goals against of 4.89. That, folks, I'm just going to be honest... That's not only not good, that's amongst the worst in the league right now. I mean, you talk about goaltenders that have had a hard time of it. You know, he's certainly had probably one of the hardest times of it, especially when it comes with qualified goalies. To have that kind of just bad, like really bad percentage and bad goals against... It's just simply not good. Ah, I do feel bad for Ericson Eck though because he has been trying very hard to work at his game and to work on a bit of technical stuff. Like he's put the work in. It's just really unfortunate that it hasn't worked out. Look, he's 23 years old. He progressed somewhat last season. Last season he had an 880 save percentage, which is still not great. But, you know, like, he still looked okay last season. This year, unfortunately, has taken a step back. His record right now is 1-10. and I'm not kidding. He's got one win this season and 10 losses. Now, as I've said many times, that's not all on him. But the onus should be on him at least a little bit to make some of those saves. And... I almost feel like his confidence has to be really rocked at this point because you think, okay, here's a kid that comes in two years ago, comes in as the de facto backup goalie for Lukács Dostal, and he hovers around a 900 save percentage, which is not bad. You know, there's still hope for the kid at the time he was only 21 years old. Last season, you know, it was much more of the same. This season... This season has been the one where he was supposed to take that step, and it just hasn't happened. Now, it does not help that Erickson Eck has a terrible defense in front of him. So what happens next? You go to the kid, Gage Alexander. Gage Alexander, as I mentioned, has played in juniors. He's only 20 years old. Gage Alexander, once again, only 20 years old. He was a fifth-round draft pick in the 2021 draft, and I have heaped praise on this kid partially from the eye test, partially from looking at some of his numbers in juniors. The eye test itself, when I watched him in the rookie camp in 2021, this was three months after he had gotten drafted. No, two months after he had gotten drafted, he made his kind of Ducks debut in that rookie camp, first on the rookie practice, where I thought he looked good. And then during that rookie tournament that took place in Arizona that I covered, that was really good. Gage Alexander, I thought, was going to take that next step based on that little rookie tournament that they had. And then he went to juniors. I went, okay, let's see how he does in juniors. And he did exceptionally well. So for him to come on right now at age 20 in San Diego... I've got to think, oh boy, he might get some more starts, which kind of screws over Ole Erikson Eck a little bit. And this is me talking with John Broadbent, host, or rather, he covers the goals also for Defend the Nest. He feels that Ole Erikson Eck is kind of getting a bad break. And I agree partially, but at the same token, why not give the young kid a chance right now? Again, he's only 20. You want to just kind of bring him up, kind of in the same vein that the Gulls and Ducks brought up Lukash Dostal. Dostal kind of began the same way because it was Anthony Stolarz as the number one goaltender for the San Diego Gulls, and in came Lukash Dostal. First, he played not in juniors, but he played overseas for Ilves. Then came on strong. Gage Alexander. Could be a strong late addition for this San Diego team that could really make some noise for this goals team, and maybe in the future make some noise for the Anaheim Ducks. And this is how it relates to what I talked about yesterday. If the Ducks do want to at least explore a Gibby trade, you'd have to go stole ours and dust all this season. But I don't see any reason why, if he's brought up correctly, that maybe you could have Gage Alexander as your number one goaltender of the future for the San Diego goals. And if he does well in San Diego, then who knows? Maybe that's a case where you could have a goalie tandem of Lukas Dostal and Gage Alexander, but that wouldn't come till years in the future. But again, that is if A, Gibby gets traded, and B, if Erickson Ek continues to decline and he loses that spot in San Diego. So a lot of ifs. But Gage Alexander, if he's off to a good start and he continues this good start, the sky's the limit for this young kid. Alright, we're going to head to the first intermission and talk about the games that took place. We'll get to that on the other side. But first, I want to talk to you guys about FanDuel, our newest sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network, we're all excited about it. And hey, the midway point of the NBA season and the NHL season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And it's really cool because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. Oh, that's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So once again, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app right now because it's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet of up to 1000 bucks back in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, folks, gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, who has been covering the goals for a while. And I mentioned this last time, so I'll mention it again. To all the Gulls fans out there that have supported and especially thanked me and, you know, had some nice words to say, y'all are awesome. I cannot wait to see the Gulls fans again soon. I won't say how soon, but soon. All right, so let's talk about the last three games that took place. First, against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Believe it or not, San Diego won that game in overtime. 2-1. 2-1. to one. Now, the Firebirds did pick up a point, which means their point streak continues, and the Firebirds are still first place in the entire AHL as far as percentage points are concerned. Top spot as far as points are the Calgary Wranglers with 70 points. Coachella Valley has 67 points, but they have five games in hand. I repeat, five games in hand. And most of those games are at home. Yeah, Coachella Valley is probably going to get the number one seed. The way it's looking right now. But going back to that game, this is where I give all the credit in the world to the goals. And especially Lukash Dostal. Because he saw a crap ton of shots in that game. 36-19 to at the end of regulation was shots on goal. And if you look at some of the acrobatic and spectacular saves that Dostal made in that game, you would have said, holy crap, he's ready for the NHL right now. When, in fact, he kind of is. <laughs> like, he kind of is ready for the NHL. And that last game against the Firebirds kind of proved my point And proved a lot of people's points. Dostal is that guy. I think it was kind of a shame. That Dulstall did not get a star on this game. And I mean I was a little bit perplexed by that. I mean, I get why maybe Delzado would get a star because Delzado had an extremely strong game for the goals. And Godin did have an assist. He was one of the stars. But, you know, why not give the game winning goal a star? Why not give Rocco Grimaldi, who has also been very good recently, give him a star? Well, maybe because he's been the stars all the time. But I really would have given one to Lukash Dostal. And I get why they did it. It was a special night. They had stars for, you know, their guests. I get that. But in my mind, in my mind, as someone who is a total Dostal stan, I'll admit it right now, Dostal stan right here. He should have gotten the first star of the game. He was absolutely spectacular on this game. He saved... 35 of 36 shots against one of the top offenses in the entire American Hockey League. Look, the Firebirds, they boast an amazing offense. Maybe not so much on special teams, but as far as four or on five on five play, the Firebirds are one of the best teams in the American Hockey League. As I said, power play, you know, it's it's decent. But even strength, give me the Firebirds any day, especially 5-on-5, five five, which I think will bode well for the Firebirds in playoffs, by the way. But for San Diego to hold them off for the entirety of the game, I give credit to a lot of the Ghost players for having a ton of block shots in that game. Nicholas Brouillard, he was brilliant in this game as well. Austin Strand, my new buddy Austin Strand, was also great on this game. Michael Delzato, he also blocked a few key shots. So the defense was solid in this game. And also the newcomer who got signed to a PTO. Quinn Witchers, number 32. He had a pretty solid game as well. So that's where I need to give the most credit. Is the defense and Lukasz Dostal. Woo! Chef's kiss right there. I also loved a little bit of the edge that Lukash Dostal had in this game. Lukash Dostal, right away, first minute, got called for tripping a Firebirds player, and also, he's starting to maybe throw his body around a little bit, starting to, you know, want to make a cup, like, a check or two. Hey, I'm all for that. I'm all for Dostal having a little bit of edge on him, and he needs that if he's going to, Surviving the NHL and maybe have a little bit of Gibby in him. Maybe that's maybe that's where Dostal got it. Maybe he's seen, you know, John Gibson go feral a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gibby's gone feral, folks. And I think Dostal took a page out of the Gibby, you know, scrapbook and said, "Hey, Gibby can, you know, lay out a couple of hits. So can I." So imagine Dostal with that talent. And a little bit of edge. That's going to be fun to watch. In overtime. It was pretty much just San Diego keeping control. And Coachella Valley kind of shooting themselves in the foot in that overtime. Again great great picking by Rocco Grimaldi. A bad turnover by the Firebirds. Resulted in Rocco Grimaldi going in unassisted. That's your game winner. Rocco. We love Rocco around here as for the following game, oh, not so much. Only Ericson Eck had himself a miserable night, allowing 6 goals on 35 shots. And some of those shots were not exactly high danger quality. So unfortunately what happened. So it was a 6-1 score. Dmitri Ozapov did score first and, you know, I thought, hey, San Diego's got a lead in this game. They could pull through. They had that lead for exactly 10 seconds. 10 seconds. San Diego had the lead, and Kesselring scored right away in the first period, and it was all condors after that. Six unanswered goals. Kesselring, Peters, Hamlin, Bailey, Hamlin again, and Philp. Oof. Oof. Shots were 35-25. It was a bad one. Goals lost six to one. And in comes Gage Alexander to save the day for the San Diego goals. Again, I feel bad for Ole erikson Eck because Gage Alexander was brilliant in this game. He only allowed one goal, making his home debut. And you could tell that the crowd was excited for him. Probably one of my favorite moments of this young goal season happened during this game. And this is where I say I love the goals fans. I also love the way that the goals players kind of interact with each other when there's a big moment happening. And I felt that this was kind of a big moment of sorts, I guess. Gage Alexander, right after the game, he got goalie hugs or he got victory hugs from everybody. Kindop got in there. Then Brouillard got in there, and I think Drew Ellison got in there as well. So everybody was, you know, just giving him all the hugs in the world, you know, giving him all the praise. Even the fans behind the glass, they were like going crazy, like "Oh yeah!" And a couple of my goals friends that were there, they said like, "Oh, we were all cheering." What I also loved was Braden Tracy dumping all the water from Alexander's water bottle, like he unscrewed it and Tracy just poured it right on Gage's back, and it was kind of a funny moment. Kind of a lighthearted moment, but gosh, I loved that. That, friends, is the goaltender of the future. And as I tweeted, I'm going to quote what I tweeted. I'm quoting myself here. Seeing the adulation and celebration for Gage Alexander in his pro debut might be the best moment in this goal's season. He deserved that number one star all the way, and he certainly did. Or as I say, that's our MFing goalie. Because Alexander also threw a minor check as he played the puck. Love it. I really love seeing that stuff. Gage Alexander, also with a little bit of an edge. But he's also got a 6'6 frame, a long wingspan. He could cover a lot of the net. He's fun to watch. I personally hope we see more of him this season down in San Diego. One final thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up on this one we've got to talk about injuries and talk about the updates to those injuries because there's at least one big update that I have to bring up, and that, my friends, is Chase DeLeo, the captain for the San Diego Goals. He is back skating with the team. Um, the rumor that I've heard is that he is due back any game now. So he could be back this coming weekend. They got a back-to-back at home. Or he could be back on the road next week. But I'm hearing that he's very close to nearing a return. Whew. That'll be fun. That'll be really, really fun. And could be good for the San Diego Goals. I'm not going to say they're completely out of it. Right now, they have a 0.01 chance to make the playoffs, probably up to 0.2%. But if San Diego can get on a little bit of a roll at home, then you never know. Because those bottom teams right there could, you know, falter a little bit. Now, I'm not saying Bakersfield could falter because they've looked pretty good. I'm looking more at Tucson. Tucson is struggling a bit. The Roadrunners just lost last night at Coachella Valley. The Barracuda, they've also been struggling a little bit. Henderson has been struggling all season long. San Diego is still a bit behind, but if they can get on a roll, then you never know. So with that being said, here is the upcoming schedule for the San Diego Goals. They have a game on Saturday against the Ontario Rain. That's a 7 o'clock start at Pachanga Arena. Then on Sunday, February 19th, they have another home game against the Bakersfield Condors. That's a 5 o'clock start, also at Pechanga Arena. And then they're on the road again at Bakersfield. That's a game that the goals need to win. That's a Tuesday night game. That's a 6.30 p.m. start. So maybe you'll head out there. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make any of those games, but could be fun to watch. So, once again, check that out. We got Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday against the Rain Condors, and Condors again. Let's see if they can beat Bakersfield two in a row. If they can do that, they might be right back in the hunt for the playoffs. Yes, I'm still holding out that faint hope that maybe San Diego, I know I shouldn't have this hope, but there's a faint hope that San Diego could possibly make it because the bottom part of that Pacific division is pretty weak. So they could fall into one of those last two spots. We'll see what happens. All right. That is going to do it for this particular show. I did want to talk about Beanpot, but we're kind of out of time a little bit. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about Beanpot a little bit more, I think on tomorrow's show, because I don't really want to talk too much about that crappy game the Ducks played. So we'll talk about the Ducks game, but we'll talk a little bit more about Beanpot on tomorrow's episode, which is the Friday episode. So be sure to check that out. In the meantime, thanks for watching. Uh, Thanks for making this your first listen. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. There's also Amazon and YouTube. So hit that bell on YouTube. You could follow me on Twitter at BAM at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at L O underscore ducks. If you want to drop me a line, you could email me at lockedonanaheimducks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason JD Hernandez saying, have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks and gulls fly together.